Teleprompter and Colby, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, it's the start of a great week for me. I have four days off work, including today, so I've I've enjoyed it very much. I've completed phase one of my nine of my uh, twelve week program. We are officially through four weeks. I've lost four pounds, and the progress pictures are some noticeable differences. So happy with that. Started the new regimen today. Other than that, though, just hanging out, really. Not much going on here. Uh, we're going green. Going green soon. So. Allegedly, this Friday. Um, just a small... We're not going to get into it, but a small little shining of light in the world right now for us. So, Yes. How about you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing much the same. I'm just still grinding out work days. Uh, I'm still playing the games that I've been playing uh, with the addition of revisiting Dying Light, which has been uh, very fun. The sequel was announced, uh, geez, I want to say like at least a year ago, uh, and we still haven't gotten a whole lot on it, but I decided to go back because it was one of my favorite games on the Xbox, and after you beat the game, it's actually ironically quite the relaxing game because you can just run around the very, uh, very cool a like very tightly packed city environment that they have, uh, which I find personally very fun to traverse. So that's the only really new thing. Everything else has been mostly consistent, which honestly is probably a blessing in disguise. So yeah, probably for sure. But we're gonna get right into it. Um, you know, we've uh, we've some interesting things to talk about today. A lot of a lot of interesting topics of discussion. We finally both have notes, so we're gonna be more organized today and hopefully going forward and we'll get to that at the end of the show but tyler we talked about it last week a a game was gonna drop last week and i have good news the game did indeed drop last week well i mean that that's always good to hear from any game it is supposed to drop on a specific day so xenoblade chronicles definitive edition is officially out very highly anticipated very highly wanted obviously people who are fans of xenoblade love that series and I got it. This is my first time ever playing a Xenoblade game. There's only two out there, I think. One and two, right? That's it. Uh, there's Xenoblade Chronicles X. There's Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Okay. Then, I, I, yeah, I don't know exactly there's... how many iterations there are of the franchise. So, before I get into how I feel about the game, since I do have it... We are going to talk about what kind of damage did it do over the weekend. Obviously, we only have UK charts right now, which I don't know why we don't have, you know, just total sales in the weekend, but it's early. Okay, yeah, sorry. Three games. Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Okay. Those All are right, the so three, three Xenoblade games. This being, I guess, the fourth, because it's, it's a, will... I guess it's a, is this a remaster? This is a remaster. Uh, it's a definitive edition, so I suppose it'd be a remaster, yeah. All right, so... 
Xenoblade debuted at number one in the charts. Not a total shock. Obviously. It sold, it sold more than double the original managed to back in August of 2011. However, the sales are slightly below that of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which arrived on Switch during the Christmas sales window. And I think that I think what I saw was I think I saw eighty three thousand units were sold overseas, maybe in the UK alone. I'm not totally sure, but this data only counts boxed game sales and does not include downloads from Nintendo eShop. So numbers are going to be a little skewed. So it probably did do better than Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which wouldn't be totally surprising in its own right. That means Animal Crossing New Horizons slips to number two after four consecutive weeks at the top. I think it's time for... It's time we dethrone it. Oh, and you'll be happy to hear this. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe takes a rare fall out of the top 10, dropping from number 2 to 12. Thank fucking God. So, yeah, we have... In the UK charts, numbers 1 and 2 are Nintendo games. So, you love to see that for us. As is good to see. Very good to see. So, it's obviously doing well. It's obviously been well acclaimed thus far. Here is what I think of the game so far. I, I'll preface it by saying this. I am five and a half hours into the game. For those who play it, I am fighting the final boss at Colony 6. His Sorry, name is, the final boss of the game or the final boss of a, like a specific of the, area? Of where I'm at, like Colony oh, 6. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm fighting the, the big Zord dude. If those who know who I'm talking about, fighting him. He's he's giving me work right now, but we're going we're gonna to beat him. So here's what I think. I so I I start I obviously started the game. I had no idea what I was doing. The combat system caught me really off guard at first because I don't have to hit any actual buttons to do standard attacks. Like if I just sit there and place my controller on the ground, Shulk will swing his weapon and oh. like do damage. The only thing that I control is like the special moves. So I have the Monado now at this point. I the only thing I do is like I can like activate certain Monado abilities and they have a cooldown like most things do. And I can do, like, other, like, air slash, like, um, I think it's called side strike, back slash. Like, you hear him saying in the Smash Bros. games. Yeah, yes. you hear him saying in the Smash Bros. games. So that's the only thing I control. And I can control more than just Shulk. I can't control other characters that are in my party, like Ryan, like Sharla, like Fiora. Those are the characters I've countered thus far. So that caught me off guard at first, but I actually have grown to like it. I can focus more on, I can focus more on how to beat a boss and not take any damage. I don't know. If you can dodge in this game, please tell me, because I have not performed one dodge in this game thus far. I don't even know if you can. <laughs> Shulk just sits there and just takes back slaps to the face like uh, nothing. So, no. can you, like, move around in battle? Why don't, or you yes, I can. You, literally, oh, okay. my strat... So, I have it on... I have it on casual mode, because I just want to enjoy the games. I've said this right. before. I don't, I don't want to struggle. Mm-hmm. Especially with a new game that, you know, I want to be able to deliver on... I want to be able to deliver the facts and how I really think on this platform. I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm five and a half hours in. I'm Ooh. still like on the loading screen of the first battle. <laughs> so basically my strategy is I, I run around the enemy in a circle and I just swing the sword. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's about all I got going for me right now. But I am starting to learn how to do certain things with the Monado and all that whatnot. I really do like this game so far. Uh, I, I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. So that was obviously a helpful surprise. The graphics, while better, obviously, than the 2010-11 version, they aren't, like, that great, in my opinion. Like, people are saying that they think this could be the best-looking game on the Switch. It's not. Uh, Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild are way better. But it is better than, like, let's say, a Fire Emblem Three Houses. It looks better than that. 
Yeah. I got I mean, to the I don't guy. have the game yet, but from the footage and the trailers and such, it, it seems to be a little more impressive than our dear old Fire Emblem. Yeah, it does. The Gower plane I got there for the first time yesterday, literally the coolest thing I've seen in a, in a long time playing video games. It was just so cool seeing that. Mm-hmm. And it was also cool seeing a level 81 monster there. When I'm like level 17, I'm like, I'm not going to fight you. But Oh, I see. That was nice. But yeah, it reminds me a lot of Pokemon and the way you level up. Because you can run around and shoot like the Pokemon now, like Let's Go and Sword and Shield. You can run around two certain enemies and engage combat with them. Just because you run by an enemy doesn't mean they'll engage combat with you. Which is, okay. almost the same, which is the same mechanic as in Sword and Shield. Some Pokemon will come chase you down and engage battle. And other times you have to go to them. Which I do like that. I am under leveled at this point. Yeah, I am under leveled at this point because I don't know. I didn't know how important quests are. Like quests are, there's so many of them in that game. There's there's like, Colony Nines, like where Shulk and Ryan are like from, and there was like twelve quests that just like in the main marketplace, and I I only did them if they reward you XP because it, obviously it's important to level up. Mm-hmm. But you have to be, you have to do quests in that game to to stay to catch up, and it even tells you that there's a separate type. There's a separate card like. Although not not mandatory to complete the main story, like it's highly suggested you complete certain quests, and so yeah, I'm starting to do that more now. I don't know how we're gonna win this war against the Mechon. Why I is do that? not know how. They waste no time. They just wreck shit. Like literally, oh. you know, Dunban was the original wielder of the Monado in the game. This is spoilers now, by the way. If you don't want to be spoiled. Skip ahead a little bit. Well, that was quite delayed, I think. But so, yeah, I think it's too. I think so as well. But better late than. <laughs> so Dunban's the original wielder of the Monado. You're introduced to him like in the very first cutscene of the game. Like the tutorials, him you, as you play as him fighting against the Mechon from a year prior. And oh, okay. Basically, what happens in that war is he uses the Mech, he uses the Monado's full power and ability. And like wipes them all out, but it's at the it's like Thanos when he snaps the gauntlet. He like loses the ability oh. of his right. He like loses the ability to use his right hand. So mm-hmm. or like his entire arm, like it's crippled. So only a year later, these guys are like, all right, let's get back to it. We're so back. They wreck shop. They come into Colony Nine. They just lay it to waste. Shulk is able to wield the Monado, as everyone knows, and basically. Um, events occur. I won't spoil what events occur, but and you and you and your friend Ryan go off on the mission to basically beat the Mechanis. And I don't know how we're gonna win because the Monado can't even like do damage to these guys. We have you have to do like certain attacks to weaken them, and then you can do damage to them. Oh. You have to do. There's this thing called chain attacks in the game where if your party gauge is, hits at max, you can do a chain attack. So like. Shulk can use his buster, then Ryan can use a move, then, like, your third can use a move, and it does, like, chain damage. It usually should do, like, thousands of damage, but mm-hmm. use that to weaken it. And they just give me hell every time I fight them, the mech on. I run away from them. I try to avoid them, but they chase me down. It's very scary. So I see. Yeah, the Hans the are the, the, the human race in that game, and I don't know how we're going to beat them. I don't know how we're going to do it. Like, literally, these big metal-faced mechons just give me they get they put me in a box they give me fits you and i do I mean, and, I, and i and i do not know what miracle shulk has in his back pocket but he needs to pull it out sooner rather than later well speaking of miracles i've been waiting all week to ask you this question <laughs> uh okay colby how is the voice acting in this game it's not as bad as it was 
led to believe. Is it really not that bad? No, the actual scenes where like Shulk is like, should I spoil what event happens in the beginning of the game? <laughs> no. No. Okay. It, so something fine. something happens. It's an emotional moment, and like when you hear Shulk, Shulk like yells, "I'll kill you" to the metal face Mechon, and like you actually believe it. Like you you can tell he's like angry, and he's not screaming all the time. That's basically what I'm trying to say. There's okay. actual human. He actually has like normal conversations with him and Ryan, and him being able to see into the future like is a big point in this game because obviously the Monado has that ability. But yeah, he he's no Shulk's voice acting is very good thus far. Uh, everyone's voice acting is very good this far. There's like the metal face Mac on are creepy. Like when they talk to you, like you believe like, Oh my God, they're going to wreck. They're going to lay me to waste. But okay. no, I do. Yeah. I do like, it. I do like the voice acting. I'm, I'm glad you asked that though. Cause I wasn't going to bring that up. Okay, good. I don't know if that's just the one thing I wanted to know because I, I'm still not sure I'm going to get this game. I feel like I'm going to hold my funds until paper Mario comes out. But, uh, I did want to see, if uh, if that particular aspect of the game was uh, no, it's, in your opinion, it's be- any good. It's, yeah, it's better than it was led to believe. But no, I would definitely suggest this game to people who do the funds and are on the fence about it. I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm only a couple of hours into an apparently really, really long story, so I still have a long, I still have a long way to go. But I'm probably going to play this game through it in its entirety, which is obviously a very good thing. I do like the game so far. I suggest that people get it if they're on the fence. Well, that's quite good to hear. I'm glad that it's seeing success. And hopefully, uh, I mean, I there's already a bunch of videos being made about yeah. it on YouTube, at least, that I've seen. So <laughs> I'm, I'm there's excited. One in particular, s- there's one in particular that caught people's attention. Oh, man, what a fantastic segue. I was just about to do that myself. Uh, so our good friends at uh, a <laughs> website called IGN.com. Uh, put out a review on Xenoblade, uh, the the definitive edition. And if we take a look at the like-to-dislike ratio, it, it's quite telling. It's I astronomical. Want, I want to see the official ratio, because I do not remember. Oh, I see. As soon as I search up IGN, I see a video from Zero saying the worst video game review. It's awful. Let me see. I wanted to go to most recent videos, but it may not be so easy to find. IGN Xenoblade Chronicles. Ah, there it is. Five days ago. Okay, here I... What's so the official like to dislike? 1.3 thousand likes. To nine point six thousand dislikes. So I will preface our topic of saying this. Did you watch the review? Uh, I did not watch the review, but I'm currently reading the edited description from three days ago. The IGN. It says, "Spoiler warning: We inadvertently included footage that includes a late game character in a menu screen at four o five in the review." If you're concerned about the reveal, please skip to 441 to avoid the menu section entirely. We apologize for missing it. That is why I did not watch it. I did not want this game spoiled. Oh, there's the top comment is a five-paragraph essay about how shitty this review was. It's bad. So I I will say this. I did watch the beginning. I didn't get to the four-minute mark. 
but they do mispronounce like they call Dunban Dunbar and they call Ryan like Rain and people are not happy about that either. So yeah. it's it's not a good look because if you watch that, I'm assuming that that guy who reviewed it did not play Xenoblade at all. How are you going to play in a hundred hour game? Like, like it makes no sense. Like, how are you going to play it that? How are you going to play it that quickly? I was about to say, like, I'm I'm reading this these comments and they're like. Did you even play through the game story? You spoil no one of the chance. biggest plot points in the game. You mispronounce major characters' yeah. names. This guy got bodied, needless to say. He you got call bodied. one of the main cast of the Bailey, blah, 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 weaker characters. Huh. Yeah, it's yep. not... Uh, it, it did not... The major consensus is that it did not it, it did not live up to expectations. I didn't know the Xenoblade fandom was that tight. I mean... Xenoblade Chronicles was a a very uh, quick cult classic, if I remember. Like the original game, garnered a large fan base. Uh, I, again, I never even heard of Xenoblade until freaking Smash Four when Shulk was announced for that game. So I don't. I, I'm obviously not experienced in that front, but from what I've seen on different social media platforms uh, over the last few years. And also for some videos on YouTube, uh, people have a you know have a passion for this for this uh, for the series, even though it may be you know it's not like super gigantic, like you know a Pokemon or a Mario. Uh, it still has its uh, its following, you know. So it's very good. It's very good. And if people people know that I like to rate the box art, box art's pretty strong. So there's so many videos. It's bad. Shitting it's on bad, shitting on this review. Yeah, we'll go back to I don't know, video game journalism is a tough is a tough environment to navigate and we obviously aren't in it, but we like we like follow it. So it's I think it's pretty obvious that the companies pay the journalists to do a good review. Like I think the biggest one obviously out there is the Sword and Shield review. How it got like a 9.3, which although you like the game, you know it's not a 9.3. I mean, IGN specifically just hasn't really had a great track record with no. things like that. No, it's not great. So it may just be a not in exactly a uh, like a, a market as a whole. Like the uh, what am I trying to say? The journal, the game journalism uh, sort of profession, I guess you could say, as a whole. Maybe it's just. Uh, it's lacking for sure. I mean, there are m many more uh, companies besides IGN and other reviewers who don't really do their due diligence and or have some ulterior motives going on, perhaps, uh, at least in terms of what context clues can be gathered from their review when you look at them. But we've mentioned before how uh, you know these game reviewers have been affected with the, how video games are are created now like they mm -hmm. are pressured to get out reviews quickly so that people can see them and you know make their yeah, judgments so, on them and also yeah, and obviously so the sales get go up clicks and stuff as well obviously, to keep yeah, their sure. own brand afloat so even on you know long especially with long games like this discrepancies are bound to crop up i'm not saying that the reviewers are given a pass to not do their due diligence because of the career choice that they've chosen. However, that is just something that I feel affects it in one way or another. 
it's definitely like how I don't use the I want to use the word corrupt, but I guess that's like the best kind of visual I can give it. Because com- the companies that make the games definitely have influence on how they're reviewed. I think that's evident to everybody. I mean, it, it's probably very easy to orchestrate that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, and yeah, a lot of things are wrong with how games are like measured. Like the scale could be off, or you know, the companies have direct influence on what the score is. Maybe like the most of the time, like in this case, the reviewer didn't even play the game, so the score is almost like in, the score is almost invalid. I think they gave it an eight, which I'd give it like a not. I'd give it an eight and a half, nine right now, in my opinion. But I'm only like a one percent into the story, so mm-hmm. don't take that to heart. <laughs> I really, but it seems to me like a lot of people like that play Xenoblade are like this is like the best RPG out there. Like this is the best one, and it's different from Fire Emblem because Fire Emblem is a J. Is it isn't a JRPG? I honestly I don't know the difference. No, I, anymore. So, no, I think that Fire Emblem's a tactical. Or I think that's a like that's a term based turn based RPG. Turn-based RPG. This is not. Uh, so, oh, and I guess saying on Xenoblade, the remastered music is incredible. I love the music in that I, game. It I've heard so, that the is music so is good. quite good. It is so good. Very good. But, yeah, but journalism is just, you can't, it's not just with video games, it's with anybody. Like, journal, it's hard to, it's hard to be a journalist that's, like, well-liked and received. And I feel like that if journalists were honest with how they felt about games, they'd be put out of work because they be, wouldn't be doing the companies any help. So that's just, I think, that's just what I think about it. And when it comes to Xenoblade Chronicles, the guy obviously was not, I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know who assigned somebody. Like, look, you didn't play this game at all, but just, like, here's this script. Read this. Tell the people what you think. It's not really that fair, so IGN did a poor yeah. job handling that, and people were not happy about it, as you can tell by the like-dislike ratio and all the hate videos coming in on it. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on Xenoblade. That's our thoughts on the IGN situation because those two are almost those two are almost intertwined at this point. But mm-hmm. I will keep I will keep everybody updated on Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, how I like it, where I'm at, and what I'm doing with it. Tyler, I would like to congratulate you on beating a ten-year-old game. Yes, I'm. We're jumping right in. I see. So yes, uh, I mentioned I've been playing the same games as I have been previous in the previous week that I have updated you, lovely people. And Heart Gold obviously was among them. I believe I mentioned that Heart Gold was among them in last week's episode. But uh, I finally finished the game officially. Now I've had Heart this specific copy of heart gold probably since near it released uh but i have time and again uh oh i am messing up my screen already there we go but yes i have time and again deleted my save file my completed save file and gone back and restarted the game especially when i was younger because i guess i didn't have too much of a sense of sentimental value to my uh, previous team, which none of us did. Don't worry about it. Has definitely changed over the years, but uh, looking back at because I had uh, not touched this game for an extremely long time, and I had mentioned, or I was at the point where I was on the league rematch, but I my team was very very under leveled, and I could not. I think I beat the league rematch somehow 
through probably replaying it over and over again and lucking out on critical hits and having lots of items because my Hall of Fame shows that I beat it after I beat it originally, so I must have beat it multiple times. But I, I knew I know that I couldn't beat Red because obviously he was still up there on Mount Silver freezing <laughs> his ass off. Please beat me so I can go inside. I think my highest level was like 61 when I initially picked it up again. Uh, that was my Typhlosion, and then everything else, everybody else was in like mid-50s. And I just never had the motivation to grind up the team because I knew it, it would take so long in the older it, games to just grind up on Mount it Silver. It takes so long to level up your team, unless... However, I did come across a strategy from one of my friends in the Pokemon Club Discord uh, who runs a small YouTube channel, uh... Metamaxis is his uh, YouTube name. Uh, he has about fifty subscribers. Uh, if you're Holy interested, po- if you're interested in Pokemon content, he just finished up his Pokemon Black and White Let's Play. Uh, he did a full Let's Play of Heart Gold, and he will also. Uh, I've been told that he will be doing another game very soon. Uh, I, I just thought I'd give it. him a shout. I'll link it. We'll All right, a, yeah, I was going to say, I thought I'd give him a shout-out because he's probably the reason that I even beat this game and I uh, wanted to sh- spread the love a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he brought up, or I asked the question, does the Lucky Egg exist in Gen 4? And apparently it's existed since Gen 2, which is nuts, because I had no idea of its existence in any of the older generations i didn't find out about it till gen 5 yeah so and i you know he told me about how he did a trick in his let's play where he got a butterfree with compound eyes which is an ability that uh, has an effect outside of battle which increases the chances of pokemon holding items when you encounter them so then he took this Butterfree to Route 15, I believe, which is directly to the right of Fuchsia City in Kanto. And on that route, you have a very rare chance of finding a Chansey as a wild encounter. And Chanseys have a very rare chance of holding a Lucky Egg when you encounter them. So the highest level encounter on that route is either Chansey or Pidgeotto at level 25. So you level up your Butterfree to level 25, by just grinding up regularly on Mount Silver is what I did. And then I just popped a Max Repel and rode back and forth in the grass until I either encountered a Pidgeotto and fled or encountered a Chansey, switched into a Pokemon that had Thief, used Thief, and if it had the Lucky Egg, then, you know, good. And if it didn't, then I'd run. And then I'd repeat the process until eventually I got the Lucky Egg. Now, I think I got very pun intended lucky because it only (laughs) took me about a day to get a lucky egg so once i had that i went back up to mount silver and the grinding process was significantly faster since it double this item doubles all xp for the pokemon that is holding it so you know you're fighting dawn fans and gold bats up there and gold ducks and once the lucky egg is put on it actually gives out a significant number of experience points so I was able to do that. I rematched the league one more time to make sure I was ready for red. And then I took the fight to him. I was able, with liberal, very liberal use of items, 
and revives on his last Pokemon, that being uh, 84 Blastoise. His Blastoise. Uh, it gave me trouble. It even even though I used Cloud Nine to try and nullify his his Blizzard's perfect accuracy in the hail, uh, he still hit like every Blizzard and every Focus Blast. So I just had to, uh, you know, keep switching, keep reviving a Pokemon, using its turn to revive another Pokemon having that Pokemon that's already out faint and then just keep cycling through until he either missed or ran out of power points. And then finally, uh, I beat, I beat him and the credits rolled. I went over, I sprinted to Pallant town, grabbed my, uh, squirtle from professor Oak, sprinted, sprinted. O- <laughs> just flew on my ho all the way over to, uh, Saffron city into the Silco, And well, See, I made the mistake of not having a flyer on my main team. So every time I want to go somewhere, I have to go to the box, withdraw Ho-Oh, use fly, go to the place, put Ho-Oh back now in the you, box. Now you just carry Ho-Oh. Well, I mean, it's level 45 compared to my now level 70 plus team. So, you know. Eek. <laughs> but yeah, I, I went and found Steven, got that Trico, and now we have we have the full squad. And now I'm just grinding up uh, my... Bla- uh, my Blastoise and Sceptile on Mount Silver to kind of get the full picture of what I wanted my team to be when I probably first started out that Harkold Let's Play. So oh, I say I say Let's Play as if I recorded the whole thing just to play through. But now I went, I'm went. i looking forward... I, I, revisiting Harkold made me want to uh, play some other Pokemon games. And I realized that Harkold, aside from White 2, which I've already finished... Harkold is my last uh, like 2D Pokemon game. The rest I have are all 3D. So I have XY, Omega Ruby. Dude, uh, if you so- want, I have I have a copy of Diamond if you want it. I might take you up on that offer. But I do have I was, a copy of Diamond that you can snag if you'd like I'm, it. I was about to say, I might take you up. Replaying the first ever Pokemon game I ever played will probably be a, a good nostalgia trip. Yeah, that's a good one. So uh, yeah, I thought I'd uh, give show you uh, relay that story to our wonderful viewers, as it was a uh, gave it brought back a lot of uh, memories. As I still consider Harkold to probably be my uh, my favorite Pokemon game of all time. So, and I see now that you have pulled up on the screen something I completely forgot about that happened very recently. Dude, this was so cool. I. I completely, it completely slipped my mind until just now. So please uh, tell the people what information we have learned. Pictures on Twitter surfaced about last, uh, mid, about last week that showed Super Nintendo World's construction. And by golly, it looks very cool. It looks so packed. Yes, it, it doesn't look very big, but I don't think they're done. I was about to say, is it done yet? I was about to say, is that the whole place? I don't think I, I. I can't imagine it. It is. I'm just sorry. It just looks so busy. Like not busy as in people traffic. Busy as in there's so much stuff crammed into a small space. That picture looks pretty high up. So I think that it's gonna be bigger. It sucks that it's in Japan, but I guess that gives us a reason to go to Japan one day. It, it's interesting that I couldn't. Now that I'm looking at it a bit more closely, there are some more instantly recognizable things. Like in the far left there, you can see that 
Bowser's it's, Castle. It's, yeah, it's very clearly Bowser's Castle. Well, it kind of looks like Bowser's Castle. You got the Desert Pyramids. Peach's Castle's on the far right. This all just looks like Mario. And not necessarily yeah, like, you know. Nintendo Land. All of Nintendo. So maybe that's... It's called, yeah, Super, Ninten- Super Nintendo World. I'm not sure if it's just Mario World, though. I mean, it's it has the... Super Mario the, World? It, yeah, it has the um, mixed colors like in... What's it? Like Super in Super Mario, Mario World. Super Mario World, yeah. So it has... It has those. It has the it has the Mario font. So I mean, I guess it's just a Super Mario. It's not Nintendo. That's bad. That's bad branding. Because I mean, you, you can see a bunch of war pipes. You see Bowser's Castle. You see. I can see a piranha plant from here. I can see sort of like a grassy mountainous area. Because you see those three clouds stacked on top of each other. Yes, to I the do. left next to that little like tower of land. Yeah, right where, here. Oh, to to the left a bit. Right there, yeah, those three. Mm-hmm. That's kind of they kind of reminded me of Galaxy with the cloud power up. Yeah, this is definitely so far Super Mario, but Super Mario Land. But they do have some space over here that I don't know if they're going to utilize it. I, mean, I would I feel like so because this looks like kind of like an entrance way, like right where McCursor is. So maybe you can like walk into another area. But I don't know. When's this scheduled to be done? I have no idea. Back in September, it was revealed that Super, Mar- Super Nintendo World will redefine what a park experience is like thanks to a special magnetic wristband that visitors can use to keep track of scores and connected game consoles. That's pretty uh, cool. That sounds pretty sick. So it's like a dis- one of those Disney bands, but like yeah, but it like, keeps track of like, your scores on games. Yeah, I don't know anything about park construction, but this looks pretty far along in development. If this is indeed just one section. This looks pretty far in development for there to not be any other work being done on any other parts of the park. Yeah, it looks... I mean, obviously, it's still... So long. I'm going to look up when it's supposed to come out. But I mean, hey, it's, yeah, it's going to drop like a video game like one day. Uh, when's it going to open instead? What, what do I know? I, I have no idea how this stuff works. Maybe it is modular and they completely finish one section before moving on to the next. Or maybe... There's oh, they're making other. one at the Universal Orlando. That's what I thought that they were doing. Super I, Nintendo World at Universal Orlando will open in 2023. Hoping the hoping the world is back up and running by then. I mean, it would be so, a yeah. damn shame if it wasn't. Oh, it's supposed to. Oh shit! You're good call. Super Nintendo World first opened at Universal Studios Park in Japan ahead of the Tokyo Summer Olympics. That's not happening. So maybe this got pushed back too. The park will feature a real-life Mario Kart and character-themed power-up bands that allow guests to collect digital coins and compete against each other. Sweet. It's, so they're gonna get they're gonna get places in Orlando, in California, and in Singapore. That's pretty sweet. Ooh. So yeah, we're going to Orlando in uh, 2023. I guess, yeah. So I be suppose excited. we are. Maybe the podcast is big enough by then we'll get invited to go. That'd be sick. Oh God. If if talk, only talk about talk about a dream talk about talk a dream about a dream, but yeah, I completely forgot about that. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I'm like, damn, that would be sick to just talk about. But all right, what do you want to talk about first? The YouTube uh, video that I told you about, or there's actually something I want. There's something oh, okay, I no, go ahead. Mention real quick that I go just ahead. saw. So it is confirmed at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. There will be more uh, Isle of Armor DLC information dropped. 
Really? Yes, I just saw it. It was on. I saw a notification uh, in my Discord. Serebii.net updated its homepage, and there will be Pokemon DLC information uh, coming tomorrow morning. The, yeah. the details of the DLC uh, information being talked about are still unknown, but it's just confirmed that they will be dropping tomorrow. Isle of Armor, not the uh, Isle of Armor. Yeah, not the uh, not the other one that's coming later. I don't even know what it's called. The something Tundra. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, shit, Tundra is the only word I remember of it too. Shit. Eyes only, yeah. But you're yeah. getting that right. You're getting the Pokemon. Uh, I am. I, I already pre-purchased it, so I'm. All right, I'm ready makes, to go. I haven't. That makes one of us. Yeah, I haven't played uh, Pokemon. This like Pokemon Shield. I haven't played in a while. Uh, I've hopped back on for some, you know, battle. Uh, what like battle stadium battles? I'd get online just to and, hear just to hear some music. Oh, just to hear the music. The music is so good. Anyway, uh, I mean, there have been some raid. Good. There have been some raid events going on where they're just giving out pokemon like they'll do special raid events for like pokemon with their hidden abilities or popular competitive pokemon but uh, i don't know none of it's been interesting enough for me to to draw me back into the game but i'm sure that this uh will definitely be um something that brings me back at least for a little bit at least to complete it of course what what i'm interested in is how they'll i guess exactly what the the difficulty is going to be like you know because at yeah, this point with with the new features they've added to change how leveling up works and how easy it is now with the like the raid candies and such mm -hmm. everyone had could have like a level 100 teams by now easily so it's going to be really hard i think to provide a proper challenge without providing some sort of limit to the player like i know i believe this is how it's going to work in the isle of armor with that new evolvable legendary Urshifu, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's pre-evolution. I believe you take on a tower with just that Pokemon. I think that's correct. Yes, I believe you take on a series of battles with just that Pokemon, and then you can choose whether it evolves into the fighting style or the water style. Or, yeah, I think it's fighting or water. But mm -hmm. anyway, so I'm not exactly sure because I know that's part of it, but I know that's not all of it because they added a new wild area and such. They're going to be adding all sorts of new uh, legendary Pokemon back in, I believe, oh, uh, from that older games. A... So it it's going to be interesting to see how they try to balance it, or if they try to provide any additional challenge at all. So yeah, that's what I'm most uh, curious about, and maybe we'll get some information on that tomorrow, but. That's all I really wanted to weigh in on and inform the lovely people about. So. All right, we're going to... Well, you said 9 a.m., right? Yeah, 9 a.m. tomorrow. We will tweet out the news. Hopefully, as it comes out, I'm going to try to set an alarm and be up, too. Is it like a live presentation, or is it just dropping news? I am not sure, but I am, I'll probably be betting that it'll, just be a, dropping. it'll be in the form of a YouTube video, I assume. Okay. So on the, I'll wait. Oh, pro oh, probably on the Nintendo channel. So yeah, and I'll it'll probably show up in my recommended. So I'll, I'll probably see it. But uh, you, yeah, that's all. And then you can talk about your uh, your YouTube video. All right. So you didn't watch this, and I did. So right, I guess first I'll update the people on what they want to hear. Shelby, 
<sighs> Shelby's Shelby's a menace. Um, I don't know what to say other than the fact that she's getting really good at this game. So last time I updated you, lovely people, I think she was, I think Gerald was about to die. So she's mm-hmm. on like chapter nine. She is currently on the blood of the eagle and lion. That is tonight's battle. She's very uh, much looking forward. She's very much looking what forward level, to it. What level is her Claude, Colby? Because she had level. She had a level 40 Claude before the time skip. That's nuts. It's level 50 right now. So. Oh, my Lord. That's the same level I had my Claude for that battle in my last playthrough. But my but it ended at level 56. I think she's going to get higher than 56. And the rest of her team's, like, not under level, too. Her, highest, her second highest level is, like, Hilda. She's, like, 46. So. I saw Ingrid was up there as well. Obviously. Yeah, her favorite, her favorite character, Ingrid. But. No, she will not do a support conversation. I have to persuade her to do a support <laughs> conversation. She will not go to the greenhouse. She will only eat today's specials. She will not do oh, anything no. that involves activity points. I have to tell her to do everything. She 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 was like, "Why can't I re why can't I fix my weapons?" I'm like, "I showed you how to fix your weapons." She did not that went through one ear out the other. But so does she so does she only do like the she parallel only wants battles. The battle. She she does do the parallel battles. She, she did. only wants to she only wants to fight. That's literally it. And she's so excited for tonight's battle. Uh, I haven't broke the news yet that she's going to have to kill Dimitri. But D- does she not know? She. Oh, I told no. her that. I told her she's going to fight him. I didn't tell her what happens. She oh, surprisingly, shoot. as much as she's seen me play, she doesn't know a ton about the story. Like she's never seen Rhea I mean, turn shit, into the I, dragon. She's never seen. Like I, I still feel like I don't know a lot about the story. But uh, she still. And she's gonna play Blue Lions, which she's done with this one. But she's getting really good, and she's loving hey, it. So she's gonna see. D- she's she's not. She technically isn't gonna kill Dimitri. Dimitri's just gonna die off screen, and Hilda's. And I think Hilda's the one who tells them. Yeah, the Hilda's about it. She's like, like, yeah, he got. Oh my he god! I saw this. Th- I saw this happen. <laughs> but I'm not going to show you it. He got stabbed by 21 spears. Like that That'd happened. That'd be that a happened brutal scene. Meter, that happened literally a few meters north of us, and you like I have to tell you this. Dude, that'd be a brutal scene. Are you kidding? So imagine animating that. Oh my god, that'd be. You don't brutal. have to animate that. They have all. They have a whole bunch of scenes like Rodrigue's death, where it's just a still oh, image. Yeah, true. Or of Dimitri getting pierced by a hundred and four spears. By a hundred spears. Okay, that'd be okay. Maybe that's a little. Maybe I can see he's, your point a little bit. He's there. like pierced by their spears. Plural. That's at the. Le- and Dimitri's he's no he's not gonna fall at two spears. You gotta like do like eight or nine. Was that by that was by the Empire's hands, right? That wasn't fair. Yeah, he, he was he was pursuing the Imperial. He was pursuing Edelgard. She retreated, then the he collapsed and the then like, I just All imagine right. like the soldiers are like stabbing him over and they're like, Jesus Christ. He, he, he's, he's still right. going. He's a maniac. But uh, so Fire Emblem Three Houses is obviously a very special game to us because it was the first game we ever reviewed on the show. Yep. And I came across a YouTube video called um, "Used and Unused Things in Fire Emblem Three Houses." That's something oh, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will link the title of the actual video below because I think it's very interesting. But data miners went in and found stuff about the early version of Fire Emblem Three Houses that was cut from the game. So I took some notes and wrote it down. I only told you about one of these. The other two, I, didn't, I told you I didn't watch the video, and I told you about the one I, I found. But the other stuff I found was pretty. Pretty crazy. So, Claude's original name is Khalid. That is K-H-A-L-I-D. Obviously, Claude being from Almira, it would make sense that his name would be 
a little more a little more different than if Fodlin than if Fodlin knowledge because you think of Cyril and the Dare, they're both from Elmira. And it's hinted at that it isn't actually Claude's name in the DLC. Balthus is like, wait, Claude, right? As in the new House Regan dude. And Claude's like, no, that's not me. Yeah, so, I don't know what you're talking about. But people people took that as like just Claude being Claude and not actually like Claude's like, no, dude, that's not my name. That's just like my Fodlin name. But Oh, I see. That was cut from the game. They never actually, they never actually call him Khalid. And mm. the scene that they're supposed to do it in is when he comes back from the Great Bridge of Merton to convince the Lords to unify. And he comes in to talk to Nadir and he says, Kiddo, is that you? It was going to be Khalid, is that you? And Claude uh-huh. goes like, <clears throat> like I, I have returned. <laughs> and yeah, so that was, so it was supposed to be used there. Honestly, I don't really th- I wouldn't think, I wouldn't think it made a difference if it was in or not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it would have been neat. But I mean, it's still. I think it would have uh, driven the point home that he's, uh, you oh know, my. that he's a schemer. You know, yeah. obviously there are many points, but I feel like that would have been a, a very poignant example. It would have been, yeah. Like I changed my name. Like you don't even know who I am. And you know, it might be, you know, it might give the player, obviously, cause a likable guy, and you obviously stuck with him for this long, but it still may give you some apprehension about him. You know. mm Hmm about he you know he's been this is one thing that he's still been keeping close to his chest this whole time yeah but obviously you know you're in a war it's things are bound to happen and circumstances are always different but i feel like it would have been nice uh but again it wasn't it wasn't needed i don't think khalid von regan claude von regan they're both pretty strong i mean they're both very similar yeah they are in, in like Obviously, once our, you know, it's like Claude, Khalid, like there's a similarity in, you know, the actual names themselves. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a cool detail that they could have added in. But, you know, if it was just going to be in that one scene, I mean, it would obviously probably be used maybe a little bit throughout, you know, with the rest of the Almirans working with you. Yeah. Probably and, teasing and, Claude yeah. about it. Yeah. Fort Mercius. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's too big of a deal that they left that out. But I, I do. No, think I don't it, think it is it, either. It would have been neat I, though. I, I do feel like it would have been neat. So what? What else? All right. So got? next up, they cut. The, they how much they cut? They changed some support conversations, primarily with Byleth and Bernadetta. When Bernadetta references like how she was, why she's so shy, and like it's because like back when she was younger, they would like treat her as like a housewife. But they said it, and like I don't want to get like too descriptive because they 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 they'd, like tie her to a chair and like leave her there all day and like. Sure, like that's the role of a housewife. Like I don't, I think that's, I think that's not really that secretive. I think people did know that a little bit. I thought that was a quote. It is. You no, know, it's an exact quote. They took it out. Oh no, I, I meant like I thought that was like actually in the game. I thought I remember hearing that. It is in the game, but I think they, I think after the update, they took. I think after a update, they took it out and changed it with something. Oh, okay. So that's one I could of have them. sworn that was something I, I was like, Jesus. Yeah, and I feel like and I feel like this is common knowledge too, that, that Byless voice actor got replaced because of things. It's common, yeah. Yeah, so he got re- if for those who don't I'm not get too descriptive as to why or who, but Byless original voice actor, if you played the game when it dropped like really early, like Tyler and I did, you did notice that there's a different voice actor. Uh, Zach Aguilar now is the official recognized voice of Byleth. And that mm-hmm. came in 
uh, probably, probably credit to them for getting it out so early because it probably took them a really long time to record all of his lines. Although it he feels really like much, but. I f- for some reason I remember it like it it was a relative at least to me it was a relatively decent length of time after the game had released where they changed it. I think it was it's like it was like a month or two I think I think that's fair to say like a month or two because yeah. I don't think. Yeah, because apparently the original voice actor like broke his contract and said, like was bragging about how he was voiced as Byleth, and then mm-hmm. he treated his. I'll say, I'll try. I'll say this as much as I'll say he treated his coworkers poorly. But mm-hmm. all right, here's the bigger one. I think you're gonna be surprised at this. Oh no! In Dimitri's route in chapter seventeen, after the war at Grander, in the first version of the game, both Annette and Felix leave your team after that battle. And in chapter 18, where you go reclaim the capital, they are both fighting against you. Why? So Felix's dad dies in the Battle of Grander. That's... And Felix Felix is like, fuck you. You're the reason my dad died. I'm joining. I'm teaming up with the bad guys. And Annette leaves because her uncle's territory is currently under siege by the Empire. And that's where her mom lives. So she joins them as well. Because in the Golden Deer, with the only other route you can do the Battle of Grounder is the Golden Deer. And when you do that battle, Annette isn't there. Hmm. She's back yeah. in, in she's back with her uncle and mom in Imperial territory, and there's nothing you, know, you can do that unless you the, recruit her. The Felix thing, I, b- I believe I've touched on this very briefly in a previous episode, where I thought that Felix's reaction to Roderick's death was very strange. Well, but he hates his dad. I and know that's he hates why it was his dad, cut. but I mean... That's why it was cut from the game. I know he hates his dad, but it's Felix, still your dad. Felix, Felix just hates everything. Like he's just a brooding yeah. kid. Here's I the. Feel, you, I feel like still seeing your here. seeing your father's death on the field of battle would elicit some sort of reaction. He's like, "Oh, hey, you're the reason for my dad's death. You got to pay me back now." Almost yeah. sarcastically is like he's. It's like you said. It seems like he doesn't care about his dad at all, but he's using like Dimitri's quote-unquote role in his father's death to be like hey boar mm-hmm. what are you gonna do yeah and in so in the battle of ferdia if you look at the map there is a mage there's an imperial general mage protecting the switch to turn off the titanus that's supposed to be annette and in the back left there's a kingdom general Swordmaster. that's supposed to be felix and here's the crazier part there's actual dialogue of them being the bad guys and going against their this I may have heard because I remember earlier on. Uh, there's the actual in, voice. There's actually recorded lines. I was about to say, I think I've listened to some cut voice lines. And I believe because I saw, you know, uh, videos where they had shown voice lines where they explicitly said that it's impossible to get these two people to fight each other. But they still have voice lines when they do. Which. I was like, what? How is that possible? And I never looked into it further than that. But I, I did assume it was like cut content. But now, you know, seeing that, I, it does ring a bell. I believe I have seen uh, some Dimitri versus Felix. Dude, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that, in that, that specific context. Yeah, it's a stuff on the stomach when you yeah. listen to it. Because I did watch the video, and there is a separate video, like actually doing the dialogue. It's a mod. They put Felix in the net against you. Okay. But Annette has dial- like unique dialogue with Mercedes, Gilbert, and the professor. And 
Felix has unique dialogue with Dimitri, Sylvain, Ingrid, and the professor. And he's telling like he's telling Sylvain and Ingrid to get out of his way because he doesn't want to kill them because he obviously wants to kill Dimitri. And then if yeah. you fight him with the professor, he's like, oh, I can't wait to chop you to shreds. And then when he fights Dimitri, the Lucine Dodge, who voices Dimitri, or Felix, does a great job of delivering this. But he's like, so the old man's dead. And Dimitri just says yes. And he's like, He's like, I'm gonna cut you down. You like, he's he's like, he's like, I'm gonna cut you down. Get ready, you damn boar. Like that's exactly what he says to him. See, like that, that's more of a reaction than I expect. Because I imagine he didn't say it in like a super enraged way. Like you Felix? get Felix. Yeah. No, like, he did. He said it in a very like pissed oh, off it, way. Like serious. Like as in like a sort of. Like was he yelling this? He yelled, "I'll cut you down, you damn boar." Like, he yelled Shit. that. Okay. I, I'd kind of want and sort of a in the middle reaction where he's like, you know, maybe he pauses for a second, but he kind of keeps his cool, but he still says that line. Yeah. Because I feel like that would kind of represent at least how I see his relationship with his father or how I at least got it from the context of the game. Because, you know, he, he didn't, obviously, he did not like his father very much, but no, I feel like he'd still be like, all right, I'm going to fucking like, yeah, and when ass. and when you defeat Felix, he's like, so this is it. And then he says, like, I'm sorry, father. And then that's how it ends. But And then Annette, Annette's is weird because when Gilbert kills her, she's like, that's don't t- don't take care of me. Take care of mom. And then, Felix, and then Gilbert's just like, yes. And <laughs> he's yeah, like, don't that... worry. He's like, don't worry, Annette, I will. But yeah, I will link that. I'll link both of these videos in the description because I think they're very neat if you're a fan of Fire Emblem. That was the one where I was like, holy shit, like, that actually kind of makes sense if they would have kept that in. Yeah, I mean... And you it, would expect that out of more characters, too. Yeah. Because I mean, it, 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 very... it happens with Lawrence. Like, Lawrence fights against you and the Blue Lions are out because he has to... He's, he's in House Gloucester and they like the Empire. Ash, I think Ash leaves you if you recruit him anyway and goes back to Castle Gaspard, unless you're a kingdom, unless you're playing through the kingdom. Ferdinand also will leave. Ferdinand also will you leave, yes. I mean, it's it's kind of yeah. I, I feel like more characters probably should story wise leave you. Yeah, uh, obviously from a gameplay perspective, they probably didn't want that to happen too often. Yeah, no, that's why they didn't do it because if because if you take like imagine losing two of your best units, two of your best units, yeah. That's exactly what. Yeah. Yeah, so, like imagine like you're a golden deal. Like imagine like losing Raphael and like Scythia, like halfway through your playthrough. You're just like, what the hell is it? Yeah, no, I need them. <laughs> No, they're I my, do. They're exactly. my cr- That's why they're I... my crutches for all my playthroughs. They're, and again, they're both they both have relics. Like they're both Raphael relic- is a relic. No, no, not Raphael. Felix and Annette. Uh, okay, yeah. Like imagine okay. using two. Imagine using two of your strongest units who are relic and lo- users. Losing their relics. Oh my. Oh my god, that'd be awful. But yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that I... is, that does ring some bells, but that also brings up some new information. That's very interesting. Yeah, I think. But yeah, comparing what. What you've said and what's in game, I prefer the in game stuff. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I, you know, I prefer that they, you know, I prefer that they stay with you over, you know, what how they act when they don't stay with you. I feel like that's a little more consistent with how I see their characters personally. It'd be cool if, it'd be cool if like if you recruited the Ashen Wolves if they they, they left you because Happy hates the church. There's no way she would fight with the church on her own. Constance's I mean, former house is an imperial territory. There's no way she's joining you either. 
Yeah, because she wants to, you know, restore her house restore and has her to get house close to Edelgard to do it. She fucking fights Edelgard. Yeah, like, and right. Balthus, Balthus is just like a runaway, so I think he's kind of a wild card. And Yuri would go back to the kingdom. Well, again, I feel like the unifying thing in all of this is, you know, they'd probably stay for the professor. That's exactly what it is. Because as monotone and very, you know, basic as the professor is, they have a a knack for, you know, helping those people Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, supporting them in their own volitions. And obviously it probably comes with the fact that, you know, she's he or she is likely, you know, their main authority figure now that they're, you know, in the officer's academy. Yes. But, uh, you know, I we've said this before, how whoever Byleth supports inevitably wins because Byleth makes up for the fatal flaws of all three house leaders if she's he or she is with them. Yes, that's uh, correct. And I believe He's that's... the end of the Yang. I believe that statement can also be made for many of the other oh. students. So it yeah. gives them a reason to side with the professor. Other, yeah. You know, where they would otherwise, their motives would maybe not lend themselves to that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd so. be crazy if that would have, if that would have happened. All right, last yeah. one here. The original monastery was, they they're obviously made a lot of changes to the monastery, primarily being the three that I got. Group task, there were originally eight group tasks. There are only three. Or, Yo. Yeah, there were originally what? eight. What the fuck? <laughs> two two of them were two of them were in the data and had full descriptions. Two of them was fishing pond maintenance and greenhouse maintenance. Both of those were cut. Do you, do and, we know what stats they they raised? Do no, do not. But yeah, I think the the tasks are like sky watch, um, like weeding, horse keeping, um, cleaning up the rubble after the monster that like, collapses. Yeah. I, I think those are the but four. That- that that yeah, and the rubble just replaces weeding. Like they yeah. they serve the same purpose except heavy just... armor, which makes no sense. But yeah, fu- why heavy armor? <laughs> yeah, no no sense at all. You think like, like flying, authority flying yeah. and riding are extremely important, especially yeah. in this game. You think but like authority or something? Man, just give us. I, like... I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't use any heavy units. Like authority, uh, give us authority or something. Yes. Uh. So and there were originally. 30 activity points that you can have. 30. It's, it's tough to, it's tough to use 10. It's hard to use 10. Oh, my 30 God. Activity. But here's the catch. They're it's supposed nuts. to be they're supposed to be acclimated over the use of a month and not a week. Oh, uh, okay. But still, fuck, 30? I only explore once a month after the game. <laughs> I, yeah. I eat, get morale up, and then go train. Like, that's literally all I do. And the last thing here was there was originally in the original game supposed to be birthday parties that you could throw for your students and that the Dude, students would throw for you. That would have been so cool. That would I wish they would have kept that. that that's would, like an animal. That's like an Animal Crossing thing. That would have been so sick. Happy birthday, Felix! Fuck you all. Get the fuck out of my room. Get what are you all doing here? I will kill you all. <laughs> Demetrius, like I don't think he's coming. He's, he trains like ten hours a day. <laughs> Dude, that would have been so good. I mean, that would be a lot more voice work, I think. Yeah, but it would, yeah, but we just found out there was more voice work that wasn't I, used in the game. I know, but still, like, a Fire Emblem went above and beyond in this voice work, in both the quality and quantity of them, considering everything is voiced, pretty every, like, almost every line of dialogue that is put on screen is voiced, which is 
pretty insane for games these days. Pretty cool, yeah. Especially long RPGs like that. So, you know, I can understand. Claude's like, I've known about this my birthday party for months. I just haven't said anything. I'm just that good. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That would have been really cool, though, if they could implement that. And yeah, that was what that was the Fire Emblem Three Houses data miners video that I watched. I will link that in the description as well as the Annette and Felix opposing you at Ferdy Ad, which would have been pretty cool. But oh, that's super cool. This brings us to our top. This brings us to, and I got to credit Tyler for this because he was the one who put it out there without even running it by me. So you know, <laughs> all right, he put it he put it out there. But I, I texted I texted you great I texted you great question. You knew exactly what I was talking about. So Tyler, please, it is your. It's your question. I'll let you present it. Okay. So I've spoken many times in this podcast on uh, what things I look for or, or what aspects I consider when, you know, going to purchase a new video game. Uh, and, you know, I've weighed in on this topic and I wanted to know uh, what other people thought about it because I realized that, you know, I am only one person. And other people, I just, I was just curious to see what other factors influence people's buying decisions uh, when uh, going to look for a video game to buy. So I asked the question on my Instagram: uh, What are some things that you consider slash look for when buying a video game? And I got actually got a quite a few responses. So first one I have here: uh, This person is uh, looking for how immersive and open the game is. Or how quick you can get into it with new content. That's a great answer. So this is, I feel like the wording of this leaves it a little open to interpretation on exactly what this person means. But, you know, obviously immersion and uh, immersion is kind of a thing in most uh, RPGs, likely, where you, like, can really get a feel of the game world. And it's, you know, it, it doesn't... It's, I guess it's believable in the context of the game, you know. Obviously, you know, we have fantasies and sci-fis and all the stuff that isn't realistic per se. No, every game is real. Every game we've ever played is real. The point is that everything, you know, fits good together uh, within the game's context and setting, I believe. It makes sense. You know, everything just kind of links together nice. Uh, But the quick, how quick you can get into it with new content, I feel like this is talking about like maybe how good the updates to the game are or how uh, good I was thinking how fast the story progresses or how I was about fast to say maybe maybe I was changes. about to say maybe maybe new content within the game itself like yeah. new stuff that's being thrown at you in the already completed game not necessarily out of game updates yeah like I guess the farther along you go like what more can I get access to yeah yeah that's 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 a tr- that's true so obviously very important uh in both aspects you know, i agree with uh, both of those things in, That's a very you know the, the progression of the game if, it, if you can stay you know if you can stay immersed in the game for long periods of time without you know getting bored or getting uh distracted by other things so yeah definitely a good uh some good things to consider there are very uh that those are pretty integral to a lot of people i think yes so they are. that was a good one to start off with uh second one length of the storyline comma, characters slash series, comma, popularity of the game. So, that is very... That, that was like fixed filters. Like, that's a lot of filters. Yeah, it, it was I like, like it. Least, I like it. Again, Length good. of the storyline, 
obviously how, you could equate that to length of the game, which yeah, how, kind of. So I guess that raises the question: How long does a story need to be for you to like, consider buying it? I mean, it kind of depends on. Again, it depends on what games you're looking for. So that's another thing that would factor in these responses: What types of games do you like to play? You know, some like people style. Might, might, might like to play platformers, so they won't RPGs, necessarily look for action adventure, a, all that stuff. Yeah. That's actually what I have now. I have style. So this would also kind of factor into longevity of the game because obviously longer story equals longer play time, which is what I look for. So, you know, length of story. Now, again, not all good stories are necessarily long. A perfect, a perfect example that I can think of is Titanfall 2's campaign, which is very short uh, in, re- in you know, comparison to other similar games campaign modes. But it is very refined and the mechanics are very fleshed out and it's highly regarded as a very good uh campaign uh and i would also personally share that opinion so you know again depends on the type of game i believe character slash series obviously the branding and recognizing if it's part of a wider world or franchise that means that that can mean a lot to people obviously you have your you know constant installments of pokemon or like call of duty Mario, yeah. you know, big or franchises. Or do you look for more, or do you look for more traditional characters, like characters you like know from certain series, or maybe you like introductions maybe, to new characters. I was about to say, or maybe you don't care about series at all, and you just want to try and look yeah. at, you know, you, you're okay with branching out and looking for new IPs. That's uh, what got me. Into, that's a, that's probably what got me to get Xenoblade. Like I was familiar with Shulk, I was familiar with the Minato, and its popularity is. Would you consider Xenoblade popular? I mean, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And would you and consider Fire Emblem popular? Now, yes. A- everything can be popular in kind of relativity. Yeah. To... Now, yes. Back then, no, I would not consider Fire Emblem popular. But I would, in the Smash contest, it's popular. But now, on its own, I think it's pretty yeah. good. But yeah, that's, that's definitely a good answer. And I guess characters and series kind of brings it into popularity of the game, especially in multiplayer games. Because for me, I like to play games that are relevant obviously now it's ob- it's uh obviously okay to go back to older games that you know aren't obvious that i keep saying obvious like i like it should be a common thing i'm sorry <laughs> about that but you know it's evident that people you know hold certain games close to their hearts and they can they can obviously shit they can go back and they can play and enjoy the older games but I feel like there is a certain draw of, you know, playing those games that are currently just at the top of, you know, everything like uh, player count and all that's good stuff. Like, uh, you know, when Fortnite first started getting big, everyone wanted, you know, a piece of the pie. Well, everyone wanted a piece of the action. You know, it does. Obviously, that doesn't always happen, but. I feel like it can be a draw for many people. Yeah. Uh, if they're a part of a larger sort of movement of the game, I suppose, where they know that there are other people playing besides themselves and they can, you know, find a community there. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely big. If you can find a community that loves the game as much as you do. I think we've seen that now, like, again, to harp on it, but Fire Emblem Three Houses has a pretty big community on Twitter and people, mm-hmm. like, people kind of, like, they connect to the voice actors primarily, but they also connect to the game too in a very cool yeah. way. Obviously, you're a part of a 
I was probably might be the biggest community out there as far as Pokemon. It's here that or Smash Brothers, in my opinion. But Pokemon yeah. is obviously is a great community, and you've engulfed yourself in that, and oh, you yes. really do enjoy that. Um, everything has a community, really, and there's like certain there's like Twitter pages just literally dedicated to like I just followed Zelda Universe the other day. Like it's literally just a page about all things Zelda. Yeah, and there's there's ones you can find on like Mario. Like there's, there's tons of games you can find, and that's pretty important when it comes to like. This game is like I said. This game and this franchise had such an impact on me that no matter what they come out with, I'm gonna get anyway. And I feel like that's the point that games try to get to when it comes to loyalty from the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I agree. So that was that one. What are the answers <laughs> do we have? Got a little rambly. There's actually a, a few more. Uh, I'll right, link. Okay, so this one. Uh, mainly the gameplay and graphics. So gameplay oh. obviously important. We've talked about graphics though. How we don't think it's a big draw of people to games yeah like i said we don't think it's that important of course xenoblade chronicles de the graphics aren't a plus they're like b b plus but the fire emblem is a solid yeah c yeah but we can look past that because the gameplay is good so so i'd say to that person i would say gameplay is more important than graphics but if you can get good graphics with good gameplay it's just just it does heighten the experience and you know, s- graphics can help with the immersion in the world, depending on the style of game, of course, because some games have different styles of, well, just everything, how they look and how they are, the presentation of the game, mm-hmm. you could say. So graphics is a very relative term, I believe, but may- perhaps this person is talking about, like, if the graphics are, you know, just pleasing, not ex- not. A- exactly like the highest definition graphics you can possibly get but if the graphics fit with the game style and if it just uh, immerses you more in that specific game so that could be a reason maybe an avenue we're not looking at yeah it can, yeah it's a good point uh fourth response is simply creativity like that which is uh you know that obviously could, that's very uh that's very vague you can also, to a lot of things this also factors into the other response down here that says replayability and passion slash creativity in parentheses, not a cash grab. So I believe it's very uh, apparent uh, when playing a game. You can tell if and where the work has been put in, if the developers are passionate about what they do and you know they care about the quality of the game. Absolutely. So... That's like that's huge. Like if you can see the love that has been poured into the game by its creators, that that will just make you love it even more. Mm-hmm. I, I I would dare to assume. So you obviously. Correct. Oh well, thank you. But yes, <laughs> that is that's a I believe that's a very uh, big and important uh, aspect to look at. Which obviously I believe we both share the sentiment as well. Yeah, creativity. That's a great like answer and the great thing about it is it can be hit it can be used in so many different ways like is the storyline creative are the characters like unique and interesting is the like what weapon like is there any like weapons that can like that have like, more say, are there inter- outside are there the interesting game? are there interesting or satisfying gameplay elements that yeah you know su- surprise you and you know entertain you and such does the combat like if there's a combat does that keep me involved like do the characters have fleshed out storylines can I learn more about them like all that stuff with creativity so that's a very that's a very good answer yeah 
And my very last response. Oh no, you're smiling. What's this? Uh, waifus? Uh, uh, Are there waifus in the game? Is that the response? Oh, you're so close. Damn it. W- <laughs> would you get? And I quote: Would you get mad at me if I said hot characters? Just no. Kidding. I would never. So we all have our uh, taste, man. Of course, of course. So those are all the responses uh, that I got for this question. A lot of very, a lot of varied responses. uh, Great responses. Well done. Thank you all for that. Was awesome. Helped me out with that one. So, so I I don't have a lot to add because we kind of hit on all of mine. Um, Longevity was the first thing I had. Oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Longevity was the first thing I had. I had style like platformer RPG. What exactly is it? One I did have that I don't think was hit on, can I relate to the game? I think Explain. Being, I, relate, you, want, you want relatability, like, in the characters? Not necessarily in the characters, since, like, the games we play, their worlds are so much different than ours. But, like, in a way that, like, Shulk's 18. Like, I'm 18. Like, in, like <laughs> Shulk's, Shulk's 18? 18? Yeah. Shulk is 18. Like, Link is, like, eight. Like Link's young, too. Like, all the characters. Link, I think Link and Zelda are like seventeen. Yeah, Link Zelda seventeen. That's wild. That's like, nuts. The lords and Fire Emblem Three Houses are eighteen. Like they're they're leaders of their respective con- of their countries by what twenty three? That's quite. It's crazy. And so I guess, I guess anything that you can kind I of guess, link yourself a little bit to. The I game, guess the better so. way is can I like not relate but like is there like a connection like why well I, I, I think about this game after i'm done playing it so so like a personal yeah is there a, like person, a personal like, connection like the reason breath of the wild sticks that, out, the reason breath of the wild sticks out to me is because i literally got goosebumps when i finally beat that game like i was so happy uh three houses i completed all four routes and i still like my i, I can pass that on now because uh, there's a lot of answers fire it was the first game we talked about it's my fa- it was my favorite game on the switch I'm watching my younger sister play right before my very eyes. Like that game's awesome. On your knowledge. Yes, I am. I mean, I suppose but, every game has that for every person who plays it. You know, if Pokemon, it leaves a Pokemon if it leaves a personal Pokemon. impact on you that you feel yeah. like not many other people may have experienced, but that is unique to your experience with the game, then I guess I suppose that would enhance your experience of it. Yeah, po- yeah, Pokemon goes without saying. Like every kid wants to be a Pokemon trainer. Like every oh, single yeah. every kid wakes up one day and is like, oh my god, like I want there to be a Pikachu outside my window right now. It's like on the league. Yeah, um, what was yours? My my aspects to look for. Yes, you said oh, you had one I mean, that wasn't set. Oh no, I I don't. Oh okay. I don't. I I said that I had waited on the topic before, and I longevity is the main thing. Uh you know obviously how long i can play and enjoy it uh you know for the price that it is uh that's that's my main thing uh everything else obviously i look for in some capacity but that is my main uh sort of identifier so yeah those are that was a pretty good discussion uh, some very oh, great discussion obviously again some responses i i hadn't thought about before yeah shout out to people who responded that was those are some great freaking answers yeah thank you so especially, much especially especially well, i get in trouble if i call a character hot <laughs> that's male and female by the way i don't want to i don't want to yes, downplay of course, it of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. claude's a very good looking individual God damn it. all right that's everything As, i think that's everything well, we have well actually it's is not, it if you may indulge me for 
a quick second. I want to give you a weekly Breath of the Wild 2 theory. Fuck. What? <laughs> okay. What? No, please. Please do. I live for this. Okay. 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 So, 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 so. I was thinking okay. about things that they could bring, that they could, that maybe were not fully developed to their fullest potential in Breath of the Wild 1. And if they could maybe have a role in the sequel. Tyler's like, I was at work and I was thinking about this. <laughs> uh, actually, it was just today. So I like I just okay. added this. Ever, okay, good. Today. Fresh thought. Let's let's hear it. So I think that the dragons may have a bigger role to play in the Ooh. sequel. Ooh, okay. So what the fuck? Um, I just feel like it's crazy that they added these. Varos, very... Nydra, and Dinral. Yeah. Yeah how they're the spirits that guard the the shrines of power wisdom and courage uh, yeah the and they can springs that's pretty that's called springs yes and they can only be seen by pure-hearted individuals or those blessed by the goddess i believe and it's insane to me how they're so you wouldn't expect these things to be so like right there in front of you, you know, and you can interact with them very limitedly. You know, mm-hmm. you can shoot off their scales and put them in the shrines, but otherwise they don't really do anything besides fly around and look absolutely amazing. They just look so yeah. cool. And you can shoot the horns and stuff and sell them to you know, buy you can, mouths. You can short you can, you can short them. You can shoot <laughs> the horns and scales, and obviously you have you get shrine crests out of them. You even have a little mini shrine quest where uh, you have to free Nadra of Ganon's corruption. Yep, you do. But I don't know why. For some reason, I just feel like, you know, there's more to them. Like, these are dragon, like, demigods, essentially. Yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're titans, basically, of they're the almost, Hyrulean world. They're very similar, or they, they kind of take their namesake from the golden goddesses from Ocarina of Time, the ones that created the land and the ones that created the Triforce itself. Yeah, and they have powers like Hylia, too. Hylia is under them. Yeah, and they have powers too. Like Pharos is electric. is electricity. You know, is like fire. Ice, fire. Nadra's ice. Yeah. So they have. They they are capable of defending themselves. They have elemental spirits. They right? they are. That's exactly what they are. So, and they've you know they seem like powerful beings, but they I don't know. They, they, it's gotten to a point where people can't even like see them mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, ex- except for obviously, because children can see them. That's been proven in the lore. Like children they're, can see them. They're pure hearted. They're yeah. pure of heart and innocent. And you know, Link can see them because I guess, I suppose you could say he's pure of heart, and he's also blessed by the goddess. So that's kind of like a double whammy. Yeah, he gets both. It is I? It's unclear if Zelda can see them because I would imagine she could now. Because she said in the one scene where she's in the water trying to pray at the spring of wind. Curse you. Spring of power. She goes, curse you. Oh, was it power? Okay. Because I remember that she, she said goes, that she, she prayed to the ancient spirits. She goes to... She, she. I think she goes to all three, but the ones that are harped on are she goes to power, and that's where she says curse you, which I think is what you were getting at. And she goes up to Mount Laneru, which is where wisdom is. Yeah, apparently she visited courage and wisdom, or sorry, courage and power all multiple three? times. Multiple oh, yeah. times. While she only visited wisdom once, and there's a theory that that might be because that might be part of the reason that Nadra was able to get corrupted because her connection with that spirit was the weakest, 
So while she was trying to hold back Ganondorf, Ganondorf was able to exploit that weakness and infect Nadra with malice. Yeah, and it says that she couldn't go up that mountain until her 17th birthday, I think, in one yeah, of the cutscenes. Uh, yeah, I believe... Was that it? I thought maybe it was because she, like she couldn't go to any of the shrines until she was. No, she she could go to any Courage of the and Power. Springs. She can go to okay. Courage and Power, but she couldn't make her way up to Wisdom for some reason, which doesn't make a ton of sense. But I mean, there is a Lionel guarding the gate, so yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. But I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like there's more to these dragons because they they feel so important, but they have such a small role. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it's a very. I, got, I wouldn't have thought of that. Giant, majestic, amazing, powerful dragon spirits, but they just kind of float around and waiting for Link to shoot him in the face. Yes, Link, please dome me today. So, for some <laughs> reason, I purpose. feel like they're going to have some sort of enhanced role in the hey, if Hey, may, if, if it's true that the Castle of Hyrule is in the sky for a part of this game, maybe that's how they come into play. That's very true. So that's just something I wanted to to share. And uh, that's no, that's a great that's a great line of thinking. I I would never have thought of that. Although I guess riding them would suck. Would you I get electrocuted, lit on fire, or freeze? I was about to say maybe they have to trust you before they let you ride them. What would it look for like for other people though? Link would just be like flying in the air <laughs> on nothing. That dude is flying. <laughs> that dude. Wh- what is go witchcraft? Yeah, this is yeah, this is madness. Like. Robbie takes an ancient bow from his lab and like shoots at it. Now, the thing is, would Ganon be able to see them? He's like, gosh, shit! I wasn't thinking about them. I mean, I guess because he's obviously not pure of heart. Maybe he I means he's pure evil. Uh, I would, but... I would argue, no, he's not pure of heart. I just, I just, maybe it's. I mean, he has the power. Uh, he doesn't have the power of the Triforce in this game, though. So shit. he's, he's kind of blessed. He's by getting, the he's getting attacked by an invisible dragons. <laughs> it's like I can't see him. He's. Like, that's how the game is, what is going on that's how the game ends ganon taps out because the dragon just whooping him you can't see him and fight back like this is bullshit i'm done i'm done you win <laughs> i'll go back underground oh people are saying that another little tiny mini theory the pit in the yiga clan is the entrance it's to where, where ganon where is, is ganondorf being held it makes sense because you can't jump in that. I've tried. You cannot jump in that pit. <laughs> it also makes a little bit of sense because it's kind of like ornately decorated. The Yiga clan built their hideout around this pit. They worship Ganon, yeah. But, oh, oh my god. What if what if freaking Master Koga has a connection because he falls in that pit. Yeah, he falls in the pit. But however, I believe the Sheikah made the pit because there's, Sheikah, there's a Sheikah thing at the bottom because yeah, you have to throw an orb down there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that was just a mini theory I saw, and then I, th- I believe it was by Nintendo Black Crisis. I watched a theory on that, uh, which intrigued me. So, but yeah. yeah, some some little mini Breath of the Wild theories for you guys to Love. chew on. Oh my god! While we wait for this game to inevitably never come out, ever in nine years. So never ever. That but is yeah. going to do it for episode forty-two of the Switch It Up podcast. Before we do our outro thing. We have, we're going to be making, once we hit episode 50, which is coming, obviously, we are going to be, like, I guess, kind of tinkering with some things, rebranding some things. Revealing this now? But no, this this isn't much detail to get into, but I will say this. We do have a survey linked in the description of this episode. It would do us 
great joy and help us out so much if you guys could take that survey and let us know what you think so Please. far of switch it up we're almost a year in which is fucking nuts but it, it's so strange we're almost a year into the podcast we how we obviously have gotten reviews and ratings and we thank you guys for that but we want you to keep them coming so we know how to adapt to you guys and how to change the show and make it better so you guys enjoy it because that's ultimately what matters feedback is so, something that we is a resource we desperately uh, depend on so yes we do please, so we have, if you have so, if you have the time we we implore you to, yes, to check so, out the survey send us a uh, shoot us a review and a rating on on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you know, tweet at us with some suggestions. Yes. So a- anything this, you can think of will be yes, imme- so immeasurably helpful. If you and a friend listen to the survey, take the survey, spread the word, get the get it out there. This is going to be in the link in the description. It's going to be on our Twitter. It's going to be on our Instagrams, which we're going to plug right now. So you can follow us on Twitter at SwitchUpPod. You can follow. You can subscribe on YouTube at Switch It Up Podcast. That's where the Switch It Up Shorts will be. That's where we'll have some conversations from today's episode. If you prefer to be shorter, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Colby underscore Moyer, where we are going to be sometimes posting questions and polls related to future episodes. Tyler, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Sampson and on Instagram at T Sampson Eleven. Uh, that is where I will post any questions or polls as well. And uh, thank you guys again so much for tuning in uh, consistently. And yeah, I suppose we'll see you in the next one. We are going to see you in the next one. Take care, gamers.